Hello, welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to discuss how knowing what to expect from your relationships is key. Knowing what to expect from everybody in our life is key. Stability in a forever-changing world is essential in each of our relationships. For accountability and health within our relationship, we need to understand exactly who we are in relationships with. What we go wrong is we start going outside the agreements and start expecting people to be exactly who they said they wouldn't be or exactly who we want them to be versus who they are. When you think of being in a relationship, make sure you're signing on to the agreements and signing on with the person that's standing in front of you and not living in your head, believing that they should be something they're not. All right, enjoy. Yes, so first off, we need to understand that knowing what to expect from your relationship is key to your relationship. And the reason why we say that is because consistency is key, stability is key. While we're in relationships, it's for stability, is to have some form of constant in our life, some form of consistency in our life. Because, you know, the world's forever changing. We want to have things in our life where, where that are not changing, excuse me. But the two biggest mistakes we make in our relationships is the fact that we want to give people more than we say we would give them. And we want to take from people more than we said we would take from them. The key to our relationships is expecting exactly what was offered in the relationship. Don't expect more. Don't expect less. Make sure you maintain what was offered to you in the relationship and vice versa. Make sure you're giving exactly what you said you would give in the relationship. You can't go wrong when you're like, I didn't say I would give more. That's the strongest argument you can have. I never signed up for doing something that I didn't want to do. I signed on for a relationship that I wanted, that I said I was going to enjoy and that I said I was going to point to. It's the same with expecting somebody. They didn't sign up for things that you just want to do on a whim. They signed on for consistency. They signed on for agreement. And some of the agreements consist of, like in sickness and in health, it consists of stepping up in places when you are at your weakest and them getting you back or nursing you back to health or getting you back on the same page, things of that nature. That's where the you know maintenance of the relationship exists. But you can't be sabotaging the relationship. You can't have these expectations of people and then place it on them because you want something more or you decided that the relationship that y'all have is not enough. There's the expectation and then there's over or expecting more than you deserve or expecting more than you signed down for. Now, let's talk about a person to give you more than you know, they expect or a person giving you more than they said that they would give you. So let's give an example. This is an accountable relationship podcast, right? And sometimes you may get people that's, oh, you, all you're doing is talking about relationships. Why don't you talk about something different? All you're doing is talking about accountability in the relationship. Why don't you talk about other things regarding or other things that take place in relationships? 
This is the Accountable Relationship Podcast. So when you come and you tune into this podcast, there's an expectation that you're going to get accountable relationships, whether it's teaching you something about accountability, whether it's talking about how we can be more accountable, whether it's designed to improve your relationship through accountability. It all circles around accountability, whether I mention it or not, whether the guests are discussing it or not. When you come to this podcast, whether it's a guest, you're a guest or not, you're going to, we're going to be talking about accountability. And at the same time, when something that goes awry or you mention something regarding your relationships that you're not being accountable for, you're going to be held accountable. That's the expectation. Now, if I start talking about vacations and start talking to you about, you know, money and currency and politics outside the relationship and things of that nature. And yeah, can we loosely go outside of those terms if it deals with a relationship? Yes. When it deals with an example of a relationship? Yes. But we're not going to be talking about those things on the Accountable Love podcast. Yes, there's more to me. I love sports. Uh engage to some degree in, in talk and debates about politics. But at the same time, what you could expect from me is to talk about accountable relationships, to educate you on how to make your relationships more accountable. And sometimes it could become tedious and boring and it's not as entertaining because, you know, I got a monotonous voice to begin with. And then to top it off, sometimes it's an educational podcast. So you tune in and it's just a bunch of information. It's just me discussing a bunch of information. And that's what you should expect. You shouldn't expect you should shouldn't expect all the entertainment and excitement of other podcasts. Some podcasts are designed to entertain. This podcast is designed to educate and is designed with a purpose, right? It's the same with your relationship. If a person is never, you know, they're not outdoorsy, they don't take you out, they don't do it, things of that nature. They're not going to start doing that because now you they have your heart or now you have their heart. You can't use the fact that y'all are in a relationship and you want more to now encourage them to do more. You signed on for this relationship as is. You signed on for this relationship and you told this person, like, I love you and want to spend my life or want you to be a part of my life based on who you are. Now, there's been times that or there's times that you discuss things that you want in the future. And those things you're going to hold somebody accountable for. So you're pushing them towards those goals or you're discussing those goals. But that's also something that you signed on for. You signed on to bring out the best in them. And sometimes you might have to bring out the worst in somebody when they're, you know, not stepping up to bring out the best in them. You got to call them out. You got to hold them accountable. Things of that nature. But don't expect them to now go out and be more outdoorsy. And like, oh, well, I don't know why we never go mountain climbing. I don't know why you never think outside the box. I don't know why you, they're not going to be out, they're not going to enjoy, number one, being more than they said they would be. Two, it's not sustainable. Yes, can they do things on a spontaneous level? Definitely. Can y'all come to agreement that they may go out maybe a little bit more? Possibly you can push the needle a little bit, but you can't expect them to be the same as your friend's partner that's outdoorsy, your friend's partner that goes out all the time. And you can't compare them to those people at all. Why? Because they're not that person. That's what that partner expects from that person because they're both outdoorsy. They're both people that like to go out and spend time on or have nights on the town. Y'all may have more 
you know, stay at home, cook, watch movies, have discussions. You got to decide who you sign on for in relationships. If you now want to go outside and be outdoorsy, find a friend that is more outdoorsy. But don't compare your partner to that friend. Don't compare the person that you're in the romantic relationship to the people that you're in friendships with. Because you go home to the person that you're in a romantic relationship with. The people that you're friends with, they go home to their spouse. So they don't have to occupy your time and they don't, they're not building, they're building with you, but they're not building alongside you. And there's a difference, obviously, because there's more of an impact when it's your spouse than it is when it's your friend, even though your friend can be a high priority than your spouse at times. You have to understand there's an expectation within your relationship, but it has to be realistic. You can't have unrealistic expectations. You can't ask a person to be outside of who they said they would be. Now, if you have a discussion and a part of every relationship, I don't care what relationship you have, and if you want it to be healthy or accountable, there needs to be a discussion and agreements, right? So in an agreement, you can agree to change the dynamic of your relationship because both people have maybe evolved into something different or maybe people, somebody, you know, like maybe that your health is not up to par. Maybe things change. So y'all have a discussion about the things that y'all expect in your new relationship, because obviously y'all got to tear up the foundation of the old relationship and have a discussion about the new relationship. Let me not say foundation because the foundation should be to have discussions. The foundation should be to keep each other in the loop. The foundation should be to make sure you maintain your trust. The foundation should be to hold on to your core values no matter what. So those should be the foundation. So the agreements within the relationships may adjust. The foundation should. So I misspoke, so let me just discuss. Let me just say that the the agreement may change based on health, based on circumstance, based on things of that nature. But the foundation should be should be what governs those agreements. So when you let's say you have a partner that is, you know, has a high sex drive, right? That's going to be who they are. So because you feel like you can't keep up or you feel inadequate or you feel like they're always asking for sex or you feel like that's what they're going to expect. Now, I'm sure a whole bunch of people that are not or don't have as much of a heavy sex drive is going to tell you, oh, you know, they should understand and they should do this and they should do that. Why should this person compromise exactly who they said they would be in the relationship? Why should they have to now say to themselves, listen, I agreed to this. You agreed to this. But because you can't keep up, I have to stop moving forward. I have to stop asking. I have to stop pushing you to be exactly who you said you signed on for. That's all we can do in a relationship. We can look at the relationship, sign on for agreement, and then maintain those agreements. And within those agreements, we're going to have to push the person to honor those agreements. And in that agreement, that person signed on to be with a person with a high sex drive. You know, over time, the sex drive may change. It might not be as high. At the same time, your partner, now you have the high sex drive and now your, your sex drive is not as high no more. You have to communicate because your partner is expecting a high sex drive. Your partner is expecting, well, they got used to you always coming on to them and used to you always initiating sex and used to you. So when you're not initiating sex and you're not really asking them, you know, when we going to, you know, when we going to have sex or coming on to them or, you know, touching them or being as affectionate. 
you got to understand they're going to think that you're out there cheating. They're going to think that you're out there stepping out. They're going to think that you're, you're changing because the change happened. So they're going to look at you and say, what's going on? That's not your time to get defensive. They expect what they expect. They expect you to be who you are. So if you do have the high sex drive, make sure that you have an understanding that that's what's expected of you. If you are the leader within the relationship. Now, we know people have people in their life with stronger personalities, and we sign on for those roles. Leadership, like anything else, is a role. So when you're leading, you're making a lot of decisions. You can't get tired of making a lot of the decisions. Just like the person on the other end can't get tired of you making decisions. They can't pick up one day and wake up one day and say, listen, I don't want you making any decisions. I, I don't understand why I can't make any decisions. No, the decision making, and though they have ideas, yes. But as a leader, the decision making typically goes through you because both people agree that this person is probably the most rational, most logical, and and make the best decisions. And that means that they take your opinions, they take your views, they take your ideas into consideration. A real leader is not a dictator. And that's a form of leadership, but in a relationship, a real true leader is not a dictator because a relationship is a partnership. In any friendship circle, there's always a leader. There's always a protector. If y'all ever looked at our blog or went to loveisagroupjourney.com and checked out some of the blogs, you'll see we have the four people that should be in your life, right? The manager, the nurturer, the protector, and the leader, right? Those are four components you need surrounding you. Every person needs surrounding them. And your role may change based on the, the group you're in, the group you're around. But basically, your role or every component or every relationship, we would recommend the four people in your life need to fill one of those roles, right? So, and just focusing on the leadership role, we know it's a role, we know it's a job, and it could get tedious. You get tired of making decisions. People are unhappy with the decisions you make. You have back and forth, you have arguments, you're always explaining yourself, you're always proving yourself. It's the role you signed on for. That's the role that you decide to sign on for. Now, where that role is not applicable is when, now at this point, the person that is said that they will follow you, said that you're the leader, said they will follow you blindly, is now trying to look at your leadership as their lack of independence, their lack of ability to make decisions or it questions their identity or it takes away from their identity, then you have a problem because now they changed the role. They might have been the protector. They might have been the nurturer. They might have been the manager in the relationship. And now they want to change their role because they don't feel as fulfilled in that role. That's when you have to sit down and have a discussion about the agreements. Explain what role you play in that, in that person's life. But the expectations should be what the expectations are. Expectations don't change because we feel something. Expectations don't change because we decide on our own. Expectation or the expectation only changes when we have a discussion and we have an agreement in place of those changes. Understand, we all are thinking constantly. We all have separate ideas constantly. We all have different identities. That shouldn't be up for discussion. That's obvious. I think that's obvious to everybody. So don't mention it in your relationships through the arguments. Because I think that that's it's patronizing. It's, it's obvious to everybody that everybody has different ideas. Everybody thinks different. But to honor each role that you play in somebody's life is all that you should be expected to do. 
That's why it's called expectations. Expectations is based around agreements being made. It's not based around absence of agreements. And just in my thought, in my mind, this is what should happen in my mind. No, that's just in your mind. That's just your thought. And it's an idea. So I'm not saying don't bring those ideas to the table. I'm saying don't penalize people for your expectations. That's unrealistic because you didn't sign on for agreement with those expectations. So when you are dealing in relationships, understand it is okay to have expectations because you hear everybody, well, when you're in a relationship, don't have expectations. That's low self-esteem. I'm just going to let you know. You should have expectations because you should have stability in your life. And stability stems from those expectations. They stem from understanding that this person needs to be accountable for the role that they said they would sign on for. But also, when we talk about unrealistic expectations, even though they can be realistic, the reason they're unrealistic is because the person can possibly do it, but they didn't sign on for it. So the fact that you expect it from them is unrealistic. So know the difference. Know when you said you'll play a role in somebody's life, you said you would show up a certain way in somebody's life. Those are the places you have to show up. And when I say have to, I use it loosely because nobody has to do anything. So when I say have to, I'm saying you agreed to. So it should be a permanent in your mind that you have to. Not because you hate doing it, but not because you're forced to do it, but because you enjoy doing it. Because you signed on and you, you are, have embraced responsibility now. We're not children no more. We have matured into togetherness, as we say all the time. We matured into togetherness. We're not in the developmental stages no more. We're ready to connect with other people. We're ready to take on responsibilities for other people. So we're matured into togetherness. So when you think about a relationship as a whole and you think about the expectations of relationships, have expectations. Don't listen to these people that's trying to avoid responsibility of other people. You joined a relationship to have expectations, but make sure you have those expectations and agreements. Don't assume it. Don't assume what a person should be doing. Don't guess what a person should be doing. Don't watch a TV show or a movie and now put those expectations on your partner or your friends or your kids. Don't do it. Have a discussion. If you, oh, you see something, because we always learn it. So we shouldn't want, we don't, I don't want to take away from the fact that we do learn different things. And we do, sometimes we sign agreements that we really didn't understand in the moment. But we now understand it now. And we now want to revamp the agreements. Yes, our relationships will evolve through education. Our relationships will evolve through information. Our relationships will evolve regardless of whether we like it or not, whether it's a uphill or it's a downhill slope. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. So understand that is an understanding, but you want to keep things as stable as possible. And the only way you can do that and the only way you can gain that stability is to not have unrealistic expectations. Because I think that's where everybody, what people are talking about when they say you shouldn't have expectations. They're talking about unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Expectations that don't really attach to the person that you're expecting it from. That doesn't make sense. You can't expect a woman to be, to do what a man does. And you can't expect a man to do what a woman does in areas where they excel just for being 
that particular agenda, right? Can't expect a person that is wealthy to do what a person that is 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 poor to do. This just doesn't make sense. The person that's wealthy has unlimited income. The person that's poor is really trying to scratch together income and keep the income together and maximize a lifestyle based on that income. So if you are a rich person and you hang out with a poor person, you're probably going to be fitting the bill more. The expectation a poor person has from you is to fit the bill. If it's something that's outside of their means, or you can't invite them to something that you expect them to go half on that they can't afford. So that's the expectation. And as a friend, I'm sure that, that you embrace that expectation because you want your poor friend to actually, one, if your agreement was that they work for a living and they honor and they hold their own and they make sure they govern their own, you don't just give them money. That's cool. But to maintain the lifestyle together, you're probably going to be fitting the bill when it comes to places you want to go that's outside of their means. But that's the support you give them. You make sure that you fit the bill when it's someplace you pick to go. We're not saying the poor person should be picking places that's outside of their means and have you pay for it. That may be a different discussion. They're not, they're not expecting you to give them money just because they put themselves in a bad situation. That's not what the friendship or the expectation of a friendship entails. But what it does entail is that you understand that you're rich and they un understand that they're poor and understand that anything outside of their means they won't be participating in or you will be paying for. In reverse, the person that's poor, you might be the person that is giving them life wisdom, giving, providing them the wisdom they need in life, in their personal life, because they might have spent a lot of their time accruing that income. So they may be emotionally immature. They may not have a clear understanding of whether that their emotions are intact. And as a friend, you're the person that's rich in that area. You're the person that's wealthy in that area. So you're constantly explaining to them, you shouldn't have probably did this with your wife. You shouldn't have probably, you know, did this with your friend, your, your, your employee. You're giving them a lot of life lessons because if you, they narrowed their focus, that means that they didn't really put more work into really having close relationships and you may be their closest relationship and you might've put all your time into your close relationships and less time into accruing income. So it's, it, 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 it works when they say opposites attract, that's what they mean. I mean, it works because you pick up where they didn't have the time to, you know, you pick up the slack, excuse me, you pick up the slack where they didn't have the time to nurture that, um, portion of life and they pick up the snacks the the slack where you didn't have the adequate time to nurture that portion of life and they y'all assist each other that work is one unit one team but the expectations stay the same the expectations are what they are so you have things in order or rich. if there's a woman male dynamic see we're not saying that there's just a man and woman role we're saying there's a man and woman role when it comes to certain dynamics, right? When it comes to, I have the sperm, you have the egg. There's certain things that maybe science plays a part in, right? So you're going to now, you know, when it comes to having children, we got to work together. We have to understand that in that area, the woman's going to carry the child. The man's going to give help and support to provide the sperm for the child. So y'all working as one unit but you have to know your role. 
your role now is as the mother is giving birth for nine months, your role is going to be supporting the sister where she needs the support and the assistance. So y'all might have as singles before y'all decide to have a child, y'all might have, you know, been doing a lot of things on an equal level. But now you now you had an agreement to maybe adjust that where you're now, quote unquote, for lack of a better word, playing the servant of your wife because or your partner because she's getting bigger. She her hormones is running wild like you have to have an understanding that she is pregnant. So the expectation is for you to have patience. The expectation is for you to govern the relationship as a whole and keep on track. The relationship is that maybe you get up in the morning and make sure everything's in order to, you know, help her with her prenatal, you know, her prenatal medication, her, you know, going for a walk, whatever y'all decide y'all going to do for this pregnancy. You might have to just be the support. She might have she might have been the one that got up all the time, took care of things. Maybe y'all decide to switch for the nine months. Regardless of what's going on, that is a male and woman dynamic. They may there may be a difference. Now, obviously, we know that you could have kids if you're, you know, a lesbian couple, if you're a gay couple, there's ways around it, there's signs around it, of course. I'm not knocking that. But for the sake of this example, we're just using the male and female dynamic in that area. Regardless of the fact, because I don't want to digress, regardless of the fact, you have to have agreement. So the expectation is through that agreement, though the agreement before that, when y'all got together, wasn't that same agreement. Y'all have more of an equal share or maybe the wife or the woman was the more supportive role. Now it has reversed and now you're playing more of the supportive role as well as still maintaining one of the roles that you said you would maintain. It's a new agreement, but it's a short-term agreement. And you have to make that clear. The expectation is after we have the child, after you're back on your feet, we're going to assume the same roles. And now we're going to now incorporate a different type of agreement when raising the child. So there's a there's one role when we're now discussing or there's one expectation we're discussing having a child through the nine months. And then there's going to be a different agreement and a different lifestyle change when it's taught, discussing raising the child. And obviously through the process of raising the child, there's going to be different phases of that as the child gets older and progresses in life. So I want y'all to really start looking at your relationships because it's a partnership and the expectations are based on the uh, verbal agreements y'all make. And then y'all make, y'all make sure y'all transfer them into action. There's a relationship in that component too. There's no relationship without a verbal agreement. There's no relationship without acting on those agreements. There's no relationship that's just acting with no verbal agreement. There's no relationship that's just talking with no action. It should be a relationship. It should be a partnership. But the only expectation is that you share your ideas, your beliefs, and your new information at all times because it's always current and it's always going. And it's, it's just like current events. We're always getting information. You share, you talk, you discuss. And if it goes outside of an agreement you made and you want something different, your expectation is to explain that, is to express that. But understand, it's just expressing it. The other person's expectation may be to hold firm on the agreement that's in place because it benefits both parties versus just benefiting you. 
You can't be feeling trapped in your relationships because you have unrealistic expectations. You come up with these ideas and expect them to be honored over the agreements you made in the past. Doesn't mean that it's not up for discussion, but it does mean that you have to have the expectation that there may be a yes, there may be a no. That's what you have to understand. And then you have to move on in your relationship without feeling trapped. Now that takes maturity. That takes having a clear understanding that the relationship supersedes the fact that we want something. A relationship, though it's not a necessity, is somewhere in between a want and a necessity. Meaning that you benefit because you need support. You need good, great support. And when you have great support, it comes off as a necessity because support is needed. And you also want this person in your life because they provide other things that now may be just fun, maybe just, you know, spontaneous, maybe just, you know, uh, 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 let's say uh, um, uh, it is, uh, it is, um, a mind to talk or air to, to speak to, things of that nature. They may provide so many different things. So when you were talking about expectations, just to give, give, I gave you a few examples, but when we're talking about expectations for a relationship, I want you to really think of the two big mistakes we make. We expect more from people than they said they would do. And we give people more than we said we would do. Make sure you keep everything copacetic, meaning you keep everything in place. If you agree to something, just honor that agreement. Stop trying to go above and beyond those agreements because you can't maintain that for a lifetime and you will have burnout. And a lot of relationships fail based on the burnout because you have you have been past the agreement and try to fulfill or fill voids in people's lives that you can't or you can't maintain filling. So be clear on that. Expectations are things that we agreed to do. So make sure your agreements are things you can sustain for a lifetime with this individual, with this person. Make sure every agreement you make, whether it's a friendship, whether you're as a parent, it's things you can maintain doing. Make sure you're not even having children. If you can't, if you don't feel you can maintain the patience it takes to nurture these children into a healthy adult, into an accountable adult. Understand this what's expected of you. It's not expected of you to buy your kids the finest things. It's not expected of you. None of those things is expectations. They're wants that we have for our children. But it doesn't, that's not what makes you a good parent. What makes you a good parent is putting rules and structures in place that allow them to be productive adults, to be flourish as adults. So all you have to do is give them the lessons, the tools, and the know-how. Put food on the table, shelter over their heads. That's the expectation. Everything else outside of that you got to decide what expectations you give your children because they will expect it. If anybody's going to expect something from you, your children's will, your children will. But you also have to be able to explain when it's unrealistic expectation, when it's like, okay, your friend got it, but I didn't say I would do this for you. I understand you're seeing all these people with this. I didn't say I would do this for you. And educate them on what uh, uh, expectation is and what's an unrealistic expectation. Expectation is what? Agreements that y'all put in place. Unrealistic expectations are thoughts that you have and you expect the person to do exactly what you're thinking 
they should do that they didn't sign on for. It's unrealistic. Though it can be realistic, right? So I want y'all to now start looking at is the relationships and understanding that a relationship, knowing what to expect in your relationship is key. And through this podcast, I want y'all to really, if y'all got to listen to it a couple of times, really listen and think about what I'm saying when I say how knowing what to expect in your relationship is key. What's an expectation? What's an unrealistic expectation? Staying firm to the agreements you made with a person, not going above and not going below. How important that is. And expecting people to be exactly what they said they would be, not going above and not going below. Stability is important. In any healthy relationship you have, the consistency and the stability are the people or the relationships is going to be your healthiest relationships, not people who pop in and pop out. Even there, you could have an expectation of them because you know they're going to pop in and pop out. But the point is that's not healthy because it's not stable. So make sure through your expectations, you are signing on with people that agree to be a stable force in your life, not an unstable force in your life. So this has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz, and I hope that y'all are really thinking about the expectations in y'all relationships, what's expected of the people around you, and holding them accountable for it, and not coming up with unrealistic expectations, holding them accountable for things they didn't sign off for. All right, enjoy.